0: You are listening to the Voices of Riverview, a podcast celebrating the life and times of New Brunswick's largest town as it celebrates 50 years. I'm your host, Tosh Taylor, a longtime Riverview admirer interested in learning more. On today's episode, we are chatting with John Mackenzie Godfrey. <laughs> John, you are the owner and the uh, CEO, and all of the things well, that comes along with chief
1: cook and bottle washer, probably a little bit closer. But in, in all <laughs> fairness, uh, you know. Uh, uh- I couldn't certainly do what we do here without my wife Linda. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just couldn't do it, and uh, you know we've got some great folks here that that have given us. We have some staff that have been with us thirty years, and we have others that have been twenty and twenty-five.
0: If you are watching the show today, you'll see that we're in the Homestead Restaurant. But if you're listening, we're in the Homestead Restaurant. <laughs> so, John, tell me uh, before we kind of get into the history of it. You guys are one of the longest-running businesses in the town of Riverview. How many years are we at this year?
1: Well, we started in uh, 91.
0: In 91. Okay. that is many years ago.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Some days it seems like yesterday, and other days it seems like a lifetime.
0: Yeah, I I believe that to be true. (laughs) So um, you were telling me a great story about your parents and how the homestead came to be But it didn't start in this location. No. So can we backtrack to to your parents and finding the business?
1: Well, we can. Okay. Um, A combination of a couple of things. Uh, uh, My mom and dad were both retired, looking for a little something to do in their retirement. My dad was a CN guy, so he was able to get out, I think, at 55. 55 or 56. He was the last of that generation to kind of get the big package. Um, so we'd looked at a few different things uh, the McBuns franchise when it first came to town, and some mom and pop style convenience store gas bar combinations. I, at the time, was working in the ad agency business and was working with uh, uh, some restaurants and food service companies, and uh, the ad agency that I was with had a research arm that was, that was detecting a trend in the marketplace towards more back-to-meat-and-potatoes kind of value. Mm-hmm. Um, so one Sunday morning, I'm half asleep on my couch in Coal Harbor, Nova Scotia. The phone rings, and it's my dad saying there was a restaurant called The Sandwich Hut here in review that was for sale. And I knew a little bit about it because it was in my hometown. At that stage, I just kind of knew, Dad, I said, you know, this is the one. Right. So I got up and got showered and drove to to Riverview, and within two weeks, we owned it.
0: Within two weeks. (laughs) Just... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh oh, now what do we do? <laughs> yeah, you went
0: from advertising to being a cook, a cook. in two weeks, <laughs> essentially. And moving back home on top oh, of that.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I had never planned on cooking. It was mm-hmm. my you know, to be like a host or, you know, the, the, the accountant business kind of guy. Um, but uh because I had cooked a successful steak on the barbecue once, I was elected by the family to become the grill cook. <laughs> so my mom developed all the recipes on the grill side of the kitchen, or on the line side of the kitchen rather, the soups and the gravies and the roast turkey dinners and lasagnas and her spaghetti sauce and her fish cakes, mm. I developed the grill side, the breakfast, the burgers, the fries, the home fries, the liver and onions, and we worked together and, and, and cooked food that we liked.
0: It seems to be food that other people like, too. Like that's <laughs> well, become quite obvious. It's the
1: odd one. there yeah. <laughs> been a few people through her, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you were not originally in this location. You were next door, and that lasted a little over two years.
1: Correct. Yeah, correct. Uh, Actually, this property, we signed a lease on the building next door, and this property became available, oh, I don't know, within a month or so of our signing, and it sat here empty for two years. So every night I'd get the calculator out and try and figure, oh my God, what do we got to do to get (laughs) ourselves over there because somebody's going to come in and put us out of business. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it it worked out. Uh, We moved over here in in February of uh, 93. And uh, yeah, I've been here ever since.
0: Ever since. Now, you had told me the name of this place originally. And just for people that are listening, to kind of give them a flashback, what what did you say was called, Your Place? Well,
1: there was a bar here. And and anyone who spent any time in review while this bar was open would know Your Place. uh, And their infamous two-for-one Sunday nights.
0: Oh, oh, geez. That doesn't sound good.
1: (laughs) Many a week got started a little cloudy in in (laughs) Riverview
0: good times though <laughs>
1: so it closed it, it it went out of business and sat here this building sat here empty and uh yeah we were lucky enough that uh, you know nobody got in here before we were able and we renovated a, a bunch of my friends and I uh, uh did the, the renovations inside mm-hmm. um and uh it has remained virtually unchanged since that
0: time excellent so yeah. the aesthetic that is here now is kind of what you guys were going for? Absolutely. Like right right from the get-go?
1: Absolutely. We, okay. want, we wanted the restaurant, our philosophy was we wanted it to feel more like coming into our home than coming into our place of business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my my dad, uh, God bless him, he, he took to this business like a duck to water. And he, he always wore a shirt and a tie and suspenders and a belt. Uh, and and Mr. Godfrey, as he was known to most, or Jimmy to those that were a little more friendly, uh, <laughs> he was the superstar in the beginning. Okay. He, he, he ran the dining room and was as accommodating and I am never so proud of anybody. He had no experience in in working in with the public, mm-hmm. and he and he just took to it and became the legend. The legend. Mm.
0: What a what a, a man to look up to, right? He
1: was he was amazing.
0: Wow. Yeah. And and how many years did he did he run? I'm going to say the front of the house. Yeah, the right term.
1: Oh uh, my goodness, he ran the front of the house for about fifteen to twenty years. My mom passed away uh, early two thousands, and uh, he retired shortly thereafter.
0: Okay. Yeah, no. It sounds like uh, they found the perfect way to retire, right? Like they well, probably I don't never expected you, this. If
1: you ask them that, I don't know if they'd <laughs> if they'd agree with that statement. They found <laughs> a way to retire. Yeah.
0: Now you had said you were elected by the family to be the chef. Yes. How many siblings do you had that have that were involved when things got started?
1: My two daughters mm. uh, both worked here from. Uh, sort of off and on over over the years. My oldest daughter is a, a wonderful baker, uh, and my youngest daughter uh, was a lovely line cook and, and spent some time out in the dining room as hosting and so on. Um, and they've both moved on to other careers now. Uh, and we're just kind of getting the grandchildren in place a little bit. We have an 11 <laughs> and a 10 year old grand, uh, mm-hmm. grandchildren, and they're starting to make some noise about wanting to work at the homestead. So we're, we're kind of excited about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, like you were saying about your dad being a legend, this place is, is legendary. Uh, now, you mentioned in the beginning, too, that you've got some staff that have been here 30 years.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we That's have t- t- two that are over 30 years, um, several at mid 20s, half a dozen or so, most everybody else 10 or 15.
0: That's one of the things that I love about coming in here is that you're never going to see, very rarely going to see a face you've never seen before. Correct. And they seem to remember everybody. It doesn't matter which staff member you get every time, they know who you are.
1: Front end, front end, our waitresses and our hostesses and so on, you know, have remained uh, uh, amazingly consistent. Kitchen staff a little different, a little more volatile situation in the kitchen, tends to be in the industry, a little more turnover in the mm-hmm. kitchen staff. But yeah, our girls and, and you know, I would put my people, if there was a contest for short order ordering and cooking, I would put my gang up against any in the city.
0: I agree with you. And they clearly love their jobs. That's That's something you don't often find.
1: Well, we had, you know, Linda, my wife, uh, you know, does an amazing job at running this dining room, and anyone who's met her, she's as genuine an individual as you would ever hope to meet, Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, she does a great job for us, and they work together, and it's a a wonderful thing most days.
0: Most, of course, of course, you guys are here an awful lot.
1: (laughs) Best excuse I ever heard for someone not being able to come to work, I answered the phone, yes, dear, John, I can't come to work, why not, dear, my boyfriend's dog ate my underwear. (laughs)
0: But <laughs> you are kidding. No, I am not.
1: <laughs> she was probably told she didn't need panties to wash dishes and to get her butt to work.
0: Did she come is she the question? Did. All right. She did.
1: To <laughs> See, her credit.
0: People love their jobs. Well, there you go.
1: <laughs> or have bills to pay. One or the. Yeah, other. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true.
0: It's true. So um, let's talk about some in the, you know, the 30 plus years that you guys have been here. What are some of the changes that you've seen in the restaurant industry and how has it affected you guys?
1: Well, it's been, you know, there's been lots of change in in 30 years, quite obviously. Uh, But for us, uh, I think probably the the thing that sticks out as much as anything else is the infrastructure changes that they've made in the greater Mumton area. You know, with the upgrade of the Gunningsville Bridge, uh, uh, you know, when that took place, we we noticed uh, certainly a bump. You know, now that the, the, the causeway situation has been upgraded and some of the infrastructure across the river, it's as easy to come to review as it is to go across town. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's probably been the single biggest change. The bulk of our customers in the beginning were, were probably locals or uh, a, certainly a high percentage were locals. Uh, now, um, you know, we certainly see a, a lot more faces from away. Uh, anyone who knows the history of this area and it's not like this today but we hear a lot more French accents in review than we ever did before Mm -hmm. you know and 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 that's a wonderful thing so I think the infrastructure changes and the the way they've allowed the traffic to flow in this in this town was probably the single biggest change that I noticed in 30 years
0: yeah no I would I would agree with you it definitely fills your parking lot on a daily basis well
1: maybe not full all day (laughs) every day yet but there's times on Saturday and Sunday mornings uh, when, when we open the doors we'll average one meal every minute for 90 minutes
0: wow every minute
1: one meal every minute for 90 minutes
0: and you and your kitchen um you were telling me earlier you don't like to push it longer than 15 minutes
1: that's our goal Yeah. you know we're happy with anything between 15 and 20 when it's considerably busy when it's full on at the peak periods there are times when it runs a little longer than that and and there are times when it runs shorter than that but yeah we like to use 15 to 20 minutes as our gauge.
0: Yeah, which is is very impressive.
1: I've often said that owning a restaurant is like having a, a, a newborn baby that never grows up. <laughs> it stays a newborn for 32 years. You know, uh, it's a 24-7 commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, there's been some long days. We worked probably the first six months that we were open in, in the very beginning, without a day off we went probably six to eight months straight yeah and then it was a real bonus when we got one day off you know and then over the years we've you know been able to run it a little more compatible to having some sort of a lifestyle
0: yes absolutely how quickly did you notice that like we've got something catching on here
1: oh it wasn't long no. within within the first couple of months really you know uh, uh, and, and a lot of the early you know customers were sort of friends and family you know people that we knew and and they were certainly coming down to to try out this new restaurant but oh yeah within the within the first four or five months I I, I remember the first day we did 100 meals in a day and I thought to myself we'll never do any more than that
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you're doing 90 we, in 90 minutes. Yeah, we
1: do. We do 100 meals a rush now. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, incredible. Well, and the the name has obviously caught on not just around town but everywhere. And there it's, are <laughs> you're so humble. Uh-huh. I wish you could see the look on his face. It's yeah. so <laughs> it's so
1: funny. I'll tell you a couple quick stories. Linda and I won a trip down to the to the Bahamas and and we got on a plane and flew to the Bahamas and got off the plane and went to the resort and went down to the bar to have a non-alcoholic cocktail Mm -hmm. and there was three people in the bar and two of them were customers of ours no I'm telling you the truth we went to Halifax not that long ago We're at the parking meters, and anyone who knows me knows that I am the least computer technical guy that you've (laughs) talked to all day. The way they operate the parking meters in downtown Halifax is they do group sections of streets and you go to one central meter, well we were trying to figure out this central meter and a young man come up and, and ended up giving us a little bit of a hand so we stuck up a conversation he didn't know us we didn't know him uh he said well what are you doing at Tampa we're just here to do an escape room and, oh he said I'm going to Moncton tomorrow I'm going up to t- go to a restaurant called the Homestead in Rivville no and I just said you know what buddy this is bizarre but I mean that's ours we you know
0: <laughs> he was coming up to come to the restaurant
1: Correct. well not coming specifically for that but yeah. it was part of his agenda wow so it, it is amazing we have a we have a, calendar, a map on the mm-hmm. wall over by the, the on the corner and 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 you know from the four corners of the planet have been to eat at this little restaurant in Riverview. yeah and that sometimes i stand and i look at that and then you just you know how can that be right how can that possibly be
0: yeah from laying on my couch in Cole harbor nova right. scotia Like, it's surreal. It is. Yeah. And there's been famous people in the door, too.
1: There have been a few over the years. Not too many of them I've gotten to see or talk to. But, you know, certainly one of our biggest ambassadors, and God bless them, Ivan and Vivian Hicks, Mm -hmm. have have spread the word far and wide about the Homestead restaurant. And there's been some others. You know, we had Valdi in a little while ago. To me, that was a kick. He's still going. Yeah. and was still excited he was telling me he was headed to a, a, a new venue that was built in Nova Scotia on a farm and he was after all these years was excited about the possibility of the acoustics in that room the and, Canadian uh,
0: pickers there's a picture of the Canadian yeah, Pickers on the wall. The yeah the boys
1: the boys were in I, I tried hard to get a guest appearance on the show <laughs> but didn't work out that way
0: <laughs> maybe next time yeah there's
1: been lots you know, uh, Russ Howard was a, a, a is a customer of ours that we saw on a regular basis, and you know, there's been celebrities, and we have a guy here in review His name is Mike Miller, and Mike's a CFL football player. Oh, okay. And Mike is the. All-time lead leading special teams tackle leader in the history of the CFL. Oh, my goodness. And he's a local boy. So his job, when his team kicks the ball to the other team, his job is to get the guy that catches the ball. Okay. He's done that more than anyone else in the history of the league.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and his family. I went to school with his dad and, you know, his family, and, and, you know, another one of the unsung heroes,
0: Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. guess. It is uh, pretty spectacular to see some of the people that have come out of such a small town. Absolutely. There's, there are some really impressive people in this town. Yep. I'm going to add you in that list because here <laughs> you are, <laughs> <and I don't, laughs> down, down in the Caribbean and getting noticed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe before you do that, talk to my staff yeah. a little bit before we make that stretch. You <laughs> <That stretch. laughs> might get a different opinion. <laughs>
0: so tell me, like, what, what do we you see for the next 30 years for the homestead?
1: Oh, my goodness, uh, not being involved in it, <laughs> I guess, is probably my <laughs> initial answer. Uh, you know, the jury's out. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's a funny time uh, economically right now, mm-hmm. you know, in that uh, after 30 years, uh, uh, would I think about slowing myself down a little bit? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I think within the next Five or six years of selling the property, absolutely. Okay. Uh, interesting times in that you know, uh, uh, right now it's uh, it's just not a time. The economy is too uncertain, so now is not a time. So over over the next five years, uh, a lot of it I guess depends on on, on what how the labor pool does. Mm-hmm. You know, and and us like most every other business in in Canada and especially in Atlantic Canada, you know, are struggling for staff. Mm-hmm. What that means over the next three or four years, I guess I'm not really sure yet. We'll see how carried away it gets. Yes. Um, you know, uh, I look at, at an institution in this community, Vito's Restaurant on Mountain Road, and, and I'm, you know, they, they have been again an institution since 1969 Mm -hmm. i believe and and here recently their dining room closed sunday monday tuesdays
0: unbelievable
1: you know that to me says pretty much everything they're in to say if 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 that restaurant as outstanding as they have been for as long as they've been it, if they're struggling for staff we've got a problem yeah you know we really do and and we see other restaurants that are closing on mondays and some are closing on mondays and tuesdays and and you know uh uh, we had a long hard summer we were we were exceptionally busy this year and and you know my staff are, are have worked themselves half to death i couldn't be prouder of them
0: yeah and they put in again it comes back to the the love of the business and the love of you and your wife and you know the the history that this place has with the town.
1: Well, once again, me not so much. I know. But Linda, absolutely. <laughs> deflect, deflect. Well, deflect, deflect. Oh, no, honey. The kitchen, let me just put it this way. The atmosphere uh, in the kitchen is uh, uh, slightly different than the atmosphere in the dining room. As it would
0: be anywhere, absolutely. And
1: as I, At one stage in my life, did have red hair. <laughs> now, I said to Linda yesterday, I noticed there's a little bit of gray coming in there now. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the kitchen situation much different than, the, than yeah. the dining room. But yeah, Linda and the girls are getting long grade, and we're so lucky to have.
0: Them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think you, you keep doing what you're doing. You've you know you you've created, like you called vetoes an institution, but that. The same goes for you guys here mm. Stop thank you very your head. much yeah. No, thank you,
1: thank you very much you know like to even be considered in the same breath as the folks over at Heinz mm-hmm. you know I, I consider that and, and you know one of the biggest thrills for me uh, you know there back in the day there were two restaurants in the city of Moncton one was the Palace Grill okay and it was a, a Chinese restaurant right on on Main Street uh, and the other was Sai seafood. Uh, out where the I think Chateau Moncton is now, and Si's seafood, Sai Steen and his family, uh, it was a, a the most successful seafood restaurant that I'm aware of in Greater Moncton, and Sai himself was a regular customer of ours, and I always thought, man, that's pretty cool.
0: That is pretty cool.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Before I let you get back to the kitchen, um, do you have a favorite meal that you like to cook? What's your favorite thing on the menu?
1: Breakfast. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is about cooking breakfast, but it I think appeals to a little bit of my meticulous nature and, and I, I do enjoy cooking eggs and omelets and French toast and pancakes and yeah, I, I enjoy the breakfast cooking okay. and steaks. I've always, I've always enjoyed cooking a eight ounce strip loin.
0: Well, and uh, that's where it all started, right? Was that one good that steak?
1: One, that <laughs> one barbecued steak that I got lucky on. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much for your time. You're Thank you welcome. for taking a little break from the kitchen to chat with me.
1: Thanks for having me.